What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, once again, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. 
Absolutely. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the bootcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? Dude, yes, yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Generally speaking, I'm not broke. Benny, this card was actually really, really fucking good tonight. What do you think, sir? I think we have a hell of a great show to talk about. Uh, before we get into that, I want to apologize in advance uh, to anybody out there if I sound a little uh, off key today or if I sound uninterested in anything. Trust me, I love the show. It's just that, uh, as you know, it is April, and, and here in April in Georgia, we have this little thing called pollen that tends to rummage through, uh, you know, the state. And of course, as always, it ends up fucking with me, and my allergies are going crazy. I haven't been able to breathe through my nose for 24 hours. I finally got that fixed. I'm still coughing a little bit, but everything is uh, fine. So if you hear that at all this week, uh, that's why. I've been dealing with some allergy shit. So, but I'm still persevering for this episode. So we're going to do that just wanted to give that little heads up to everybody here so uh we kick things off here on nxt with our first official match of the evening nikita lions versus lash legend stellar fucking match good opening match two not size twig women go out it. it was brutal it was nasty it wasn't uh you know the spot monkey shit Benny, can i say something real quick sure you know when the guys do the spot monkey it's a circus act when the women do it you know what i call it now what the cheerleader act just saying i like I that and, uh, and, and I'm just saying this was actually good. It was brutal. And I not realized how big Lashley and the key and Lions is. And you can see her in the crowd. You get Nakita. She's definitely over the crowd, but with that vicious kick, one, two, three, the key and Lions won, and rightfully so. Yes. Now, normally when you see guys this size fighting, they tend to call it a big hoss fight. I call this a big bitch fight. <laughs> so it's the this is the female equivalent of a big hoss fight because they're big bitches, and I say that lovingly because, as most people know, I I I I've gone for the heavy set girls back in the day, so I, it's I don't judge. I'm just saying. No, you do not. I'm just saying they're they are big bitches, and they are not afraid to fucking throw down. Like both these girls, they brought the fight to each other, and if anybody had anything negative to say about. Nikita Lyons, I'm willing to bet their opinions changed, and with Lash Legends, same thing. Like, these two, like I said, it was a big bitch Haas fight. Like, it was great. Like we said, no spot monkey stuff, just two big girls ready to fucking fight, punches, kicks. It was it was like seeing a guy fight. And I that's, know, right? I don't know what if I should be turned on or just keep on cheering. The answer is both. <laughs> the answer is both. I was, I was turned on. I was like, keep fighting. Keep fighting. Oh, my God. It was great. And I love the fact that it the way, and ended in a great way. You know, Lions lands a spin kick, gets the win. Hell of a great win. And then all of a sudden, after the match, Natalia hits the ring and attacks Lions. So, Last Legend and Natalia are beating her down and everything. Cora Jade tries to make the save with a skateboard, but ends up getting taken down by Natalia. Natalia almost locks Jade in the sharpshooter, but Lions almost decapitated Natalia with a big boot, which I enjoyed. True. Because I understand putting her in the sharpshooter last week. If they'd done that two weeks in a row, it would have looked bad. It would have made Cora J look bad, and that's not what this rivalry should intend. No, it should not, sir. No, it should not, but I thought this was a stellar opening match. 
Oh, it was great. This opened the show. It did exactly what it needed to do. And it reminded everybody why NXT has, the, in my opinion, the best women's division in wrestling. This proves the fact of it, not just somebody what somebody else thinks, but moving on. Exactly. So next we cut to um, Tony D'Angelo, the Don of NXT, who notes that go. his opponent tonight, Zion Quinn, has a hangnail and can't compete tonight. So instead, he's going to take out Mr. Personality, Von Wagner. And Von Wagner's going to sleep with the fishes. And uh, Santos knows something about that. Once again, lo and behold, Vinny's very fucking person who he jerks off to. Tony D comes out, does this perfectly. He's like, tonight, I got to go against this guy. But now, I got to go against Von Wagner. You be sleeping with the fishes. I just go, it's like, despite the fact how much of a greasy prick you are, this was actually fantastic. Yes. And just to be clear, I I, I was incapable of jerking off to Tony D because I already, I already blew my load during the first match. So... <laughs> Can't really. I had no. By the time I got to Tony D, I was worn out. So even if I wanted to jerk off to him, that wasn't gonna fucking happen. <laughs> Touche, baby. Touche. So, Hold on, I got a laugh for him, man. <laughs> okay, go ahead. That just made my day. Yes. So, uh, but yeah. So Tony D, uh, yeah, definitely have a great promo. Love the sleeping with the fishes thing. Because Zion Quinn was out with an injury. I believe I read that somewhere here. He mentioned that Zion was not going to be able. Oh, yeah. He was not medically cleared. Um, it says um, he is not medically cleared to compete. They cancel a match, but it's unclear. Um, they're not saying. It says here they didn't share if he was injured or what caused him to not be medically cleared. So they said he could have been injured during the match with Wesley last week. But nobody is revealing anything about why he's hurt. So we have no knowledge of why that is. So, but obviously, because Tony's a heel, he's doing the whole hangnail thing to make fun of him. So on that note, we cut to the backstage area with Roderick Strong, who dresses down the rest of Diamond Mine for not being ready and not performing up to standards. Brutus Creek says they almost won the NXT titles, and they went through three teams in one night. Strong says almost doesn't count, and they need to refocus. The Strong got them a match book for next week against the Viking Raiders. This was a good promo. I just don't know why Roger Strong is there. I like Michael Bivens run the uh, down the line better, but it was a good promo. And next week, we're going to see the Viking Raiders, for some strange ass reason, going against the Pre Brothers. Well, Roger Strong is technically the leader of the faction. Malcolm Bivens is just a mouthpiece. It's kind of like, it's like the bloodline. You know, Paul Heyman is a manager, but Roman Reigns is the leader of the bloodline. He's a tribal chief, the head of the table. So, Paul Heyman's just the special counsel, the wise man. Malcolm Bivens is kind of, Malcolm Bivens had kind of has that same spot in this faction. And Roger Strong, I love what he said. He goes, I don't want this group to end up like the last group I had. You know, and of course he's referring to the Undisputed Era. So, you know, and then they're saying he almost doesn't count. He goes, if you got to go through three teams, you do it. That's how (laughs) winning is done. And I like that. I like that Roger Strong is taking charge. I like that Roger Strong is being a leader. And I like that Roger Strong isn't isn't taking any shit. Although I'm intrigued to see what he had to say to Ivy Nile before Brutus Creed cut him off. I know he had something to say to Ivy Nile, and I'm waiting for that conversation to come up. Because granted, Ivy Nile's guy, Ivy Nile, to my knowledge, hasn't lost a match, so I think she's doing good. So I don't know what Roderick Strong's really gonna have a problem with. But either way, you know, obviously the Creed brothers haven't won the tag belts. We've already discussed they should be the tag team champions right now, but mm-hmm. hopefully they right that wrong and put the belts on them. But on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening, which is Tony D'Angelo versus Von Wagner with Mr. Stone. This was actually once again a 
Jello freaking match. It was back and forth. It was typical good stuff until the uh, and I thought for a second, Tony D's not gonna lose. Tony D's not gonna lose. And then he had his posse go against uh, the the Tasma, the Santo Escobar hitting from the knee from behind. One, two, three. I thought yeah. that was pretty clever. I was, I was like, okay, all right, you suffered a loss, and now we got the uh, now it looks like it's gonna be a faction against a faction. I mean, it does kind of look that way because Tony D has the wise guys, I think that's what they're being called now. The wise guys. Um, and, you know, Santos took out his knee with the crowbar, which works because that was, uh, you know, Tony's weapon of choice. And if Tony's going to take a loss like that, that's the way to do it. Personally, he found he was almost counted out. I would have preferred the count out over mm. him getting pinned. You know, no disrespect to Von Wagner, but I don't think Tony D should be taking any pinfall losses while trying to get the Don gimmick over. So if you had the option to count him out, it should have been a count out. It's NXT TV, so it's okay to do a count out and it still gives Von Wagner the win and he's a heel so he's okay with the count out win so even though so that's that's my only complaint I felt like this should have been a count out instead of Wagner hitting the big boot in the one two three yeah I hear you on that sir I hear you on that yeah but I thought this was once again a very good match it was good it was very good all right all right all right moving on there Mr. Minibuchi Dickers Yes. And then we cut to the backstage area with uh, Brooks and Jensen talking to random girls again. And um, I don't know, Zach, how'd you feel about this? Uh, it was a good promo. They were getting hyped up until that blog walked by, got the guy distracted, and then all of a sudden everything went to hell. <laughs> How much longer are we going to put up with this shit? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I can't talk to the pretty girl. <laughs> I'm like, okay, can we get rid of this hillbilly crap already? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not doing the right in here, man. Like, <laughs> it's like it's like, yeah, we're gonna win the match. She got a pretty mouth. Oh my god, Christ! <laughs> Fucking shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> Bang! All right. Speaking of, and speaking of which, we cut to the backstage area again. We see uh, we see uh, Roxanne who's uh talking with um in with uh Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada about her victory over J C Jane, and then they're basically talking about how the only reason she won is because Pajama Dork destroyed their locker room and everything else. So she wants to prove she's the best by basically stepping into the ring with. I thought it would have been Gigi Dolan, but it looks like she's gonna fight Mandy Rose. Yep. I don't know. How'd you feel about this? I mean, you get Roxanne as Roxanne Perez has yet to impress me, but she's going against the women's champion and starting a rivalry with them. I don't know why, but we'll see what happens with this later tonight. But I did like the, I did enjoy the promo as always. Mandy Rose looks fantastic. God, I want to hate her, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, she is improving in the ring. And with her oh, looks. Oh, definitely. And uh, so, of course, we cut to what was supposed to be the next match of the evening, but that doesn't happen as uh, the newly debuting Nathan Fraser is walking to the ring. Grayson Waller attacks him. Uh, Waller grabs a mic and tells Fraser not to take another step or he's going to get embarrassed. Andre chasing his students in the crowd. Waller's dre- Waller's dresses down chasing his students, basically saying that uh, the, the, the college is a scam and the sorority girls look like buses. Um, Chase gets up on the apron. Frazier destroys Waller with a springboard dropkick. Frazier sends Waller out of the ring before hitting a suicide dive. Chase grabs the mic and tells Waller this was a teachable moment. Uh, this was not that bad. I thought we were going to see a squash. I thought we were going to see like a squash dress with the new spot monkey, but we didn't see him in the ring, so time will go and tell. But I thought this was funny as hell, especially when Adrian said this was a teachable moment. I was like, <laughs> and of course, Grayson Waller was great on the mic, but uh, yeah, when they showed the 
the uh, the video package for Nathan Fraser. I wasn't impressed. Me either. Here's my question. And Zach, yeah. maybe you can answer this. Mm. Was there a single move that you saw him do that wasn't already done by somebody else that we've seen in a ring on any promotion? Mm. Well, there's one. Uh, no, we, we see that. No, he did. No, uh, we see that. Yeah, we, we see this millions and millions and millions of times. Standing Shooting Star Press. I've seen several yeah. people do that. Suicide dive through the middle rope. Who the fuck hasn't done that? Jumping from the top rope on top of on top of the person outside the ring. How many times have we haven't seen that? It's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. This is this literally. They showed me nothing about this guy that's impressive. Everything he did, I've seen a hundred other people do. So so tell me why I'm supposed to be impressed. I there 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 isn't one. You oh, cause he can wrestle. So can everybody else. Like the the. It's like everybody. I'm supposed to be excited because there's somebody that can wrestle. Um, yes, you you accomplished the basic requirement for being in the wrestling business. Like literally the prerequisite for everything else. What's your mm-hmm. gimmick? What's your personality? What's your story? Why am I supposed to care? I see a hundred other wrestlers do what this fucker can do. He's not the least okay. bit impressive. No, he's not. He's just a babyface spot monkey. So yeah, this was enjoyable. And Brandon Vazier, whatever his name is, we're just gonna see the spot monkey shit so moving on yes so then we cut to the backstage area with uh tiffany stratton who talks about basically you know beating saray last week and goes on her like entitlement rant and everything else and then grayson waller comes out and then her and tiffany start talking and uh I got a feeling they're going to become a power couple real soon. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. You could automatically tell, yeah, they're going to be a couple, on-screen couple. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> they're so way too full of themselves to not be compatible. And those two are sensible together. It's like, well, this chemistry just went through the roof. <laughs> so, yeah, I did enjoy that promo right there. I thought, yeah, those two together, yeah, yeah. That's going to be good to see. Maybe next week we see something like that. Yeah. So, anyways, moving on. Yes. So then we see a little promo from uh, Ariana Grace, who's going to be part of the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament, which is coming up. I don't know who this is. I didn't really care. Got slapped. <laughs> Sweet. Moving on. Well, the whole point of the breakout tournament is we don't know who they are. That's why it's called a breakout tournament. Their their job is to tell us who they are. So based on this video, you saw nothing impressive from her. Nope. Okay. Because that's what I'm saying. Because obviously, you know, we don't know who she is. But according to her Twitter page, she's an NXT superstar with a bachelor's degree of science from Western University. She studied science, and her she has a thing about baking cakes and lifting weights, which is not a bad gimmick. I kind of like that. It kind of reminds me of um, Heavy Machinery when he used to say steaks and weights. Yeah. Her thing is cakes and weights. It's like baking cakes and lifting weights. And then she goes, and then it says, <laughs> the Iron Princess. I feel like this can be a gimmick. I can only tell. I don't know how to work it, though. Me neither. Like, she, <coughs> like maybe she could be a chef or something. I don't know. <laughs> The chef of NXT. Anyways. I don't know, but I'm just saying the whole baking cakes and lifting weights. You got to work with that. Well, we'll see what happens. I can see that happen if that will piss off somebody really bad. First, it was a person that bitch in pajamas. Now we got a bitch coming out there with the chef uniform on. Yeah. I can hear it now. And like, and like, why, why is the bitch dressed like a cook? <laughs> why is she this. wearing a cake? <laughs> Did she just bring a cake? Mr. Bidgeretti, did she just bring a cake into the ring? Yes, Gator. I'm on strike! 
Mr. Ginger, Mr. Ginger, it's okay. It's okay. There's no God. <laughs> He's going to kill us. <laughs> We're going to get letters. He's going to kill us. He's going to cut the fuck up. There's no God. There's no God. You do so well. I'm all strapped. <laughs> okay. He's baking a cake and she belongs in the kitchen anyway. Hey, Evie. Right. Like baking okay. cakes and lifting weights. You can't lift weights while you're barefoot and pregnant, bitch. Dinner, that is not a nice thing to say. I don't give a fuck. You gotta bring the heat. That's not safe. This is really not safe. I, We're gonna get in so much trouble. Look, 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 Mr. Ginger, Mr. Ginger, Mr. Ginger. I have to get my heat. <laughs> Uh, Gator, this is a podcast. You... you don't get your heat on a podcast. <laughs> yes, you do. I always get my heat because I'm a heel. Anyway, um, so on, so on that note, we're gonna move on here to the next. Time out. Okay, I'll try. I hate you sometimes. I really, really do. Uh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this has officially gone off the rails. We're off the fucking rails. How? <laughs> uh, See what you done? What you got me started doing? <laughs> I didn't do this. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. You good? Yeah. Uh. All right. So on that note, we're going to move on here to the next match of the evening. We got some tag team action. Uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter versus Ulisa Leon and Valentina Feroz. To tell you the truth, I actually did enjoy this match. The the uh, first tag team finally got a fucking win. The other tag team came out there in feathers. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this bullshit? But otherwise, it does, I thought this was actually a good. It was several spots, but the right team won. Vinny? I mean... <sighs> Obviously, the right team won, but uh, I noticed something weird. What? Katana Chance. Is that Casey Cantanzaro with a different gimmick, or did they get rid of her? Because mm. to my knowledge, she's Caden Carter's tag team partner, was Casey Cantanzaro. Remember her? Yeah. Um, Let me see. Or oh, she doing the big jiu-jitsu. Let me see. Oh, it is her. She changed her name to Katana Chance. So she, so it's still the same person, just different name. I just now looked it up. So that's the issue. Because plus, if you go to her Instagram, she it's, it's Katana Chance, but it's at Casey Canton Zero. Plus, she got a new Instagram. I don't know, but and apparently, she used to date Ricochet. Yeah. So yeah. So that's so yeah. So so apparently, it's still Casey Canton Zero. She just has a name change for reasons that make no sense. But either way, this tag team needed a win because I feel like they've been jobbing so much that they need this more than Ulysia and Valentina because they're still kind of new and I don't see them getting any 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 shots at the NXT women's tag titles in the future so they don't really need the push but Katana and Kaden they desperately need this push because they've been they lose too much and they need to start getting some wins so they can be credible very credible because they actually work very good in the ring together got great chemistry I always like this tag team 
They finally got a winner of the belts. Yeah. Yay. All right, then. Anything you have to say about this? Uh, Nope. We're good. We're cutting to the backstage area now with Brooks Jensen, who's being attended to by referees and medical personnel. Someone attacked him from behind, and he isn't clear to compete. Braves goes nuts and says they are forcing him to do this. Pretty much, and I don't know who did this. You or... I don't know why. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's Legato Del Fantasma. I mean, I don't think it's pretty deadly because they have no beef with these guys. So obviously it's Legato because who else would do it? It just doesn't make any sense. So, speaking of which, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got Legato Del Fantasma versus Briggs and Fallon Henley. For a second here, I this was actually not that bad. Uh, Fallon Henley and Briggs Jensen, they put up a good fight. They did, but Briggs Jensen got tagged in way too many times. You could tell this he was getting too tired, and then, of course, I knew this was going to happen. Legato Del Fantasma wins. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a squash match by any means, but I do call it a match. I did enjoy it. Oh, it was a match, definitely, but... You kind of knew they were going to win. I mean, because it basically became a three-on-two handicap match. And Briggs was pretty much getting the beat down throughout most of it. That's why uh, Del Toro and Wild were able to hit their finish on Briggs for the win, which gave Legato the victory. And then, of course, uh, Lopez and Fallon got a couple of shots in on each other. So, and anytime Lopez tagged out, it forced Briggs to get back in the match because in the mixed tag match, the men can't wrestle the men and the women can't wrestle the women, which at first I thought was stupid until, I don't know, Zach, did you hear the WrestleMania 6 review that we did a while back? Yeah. Because I didn't know this. But apparently, that's the original rules of a mixed tag match. The guys wrestle the guys, and the girls wrestle the girls. This was not PC libtard bullshit. This has been going on since 1990. (laughs) So when I heard that, I was like, okay, that makes sense. They're following traditional rules. But it forces Briggs to have to get back in the ring. And obviously, with him being fatigued and worn out, he was going to get his ass whooped. So you kind of knew Legato was going to win this when they got that three-on-two advantage. Yeah, yeah, you, you saw up right there, but they put up a hell of a fight. Oh, they did. It was it was yeah, stellar. It, it was a very, very stellar match. But for strange reasons, they're pushing Legato about Fantasma. So we'll see from here. Ready? All right. Moving on. Yes, <clears throat> we then cut to Kiana James, who is going to bring sophistication to the breakout women's tournament. And uh, I don't know, Zach, how'd you feel about her? Mm. Really? Yeah, I'm not buying it. I just I, I see the promos. But the only way I could tell it to be be good, I had to see Ingram first. I mean, good promo. Yeah, I need, I, need to see her in action. Well, yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing about the breakout tournament. We're gonna see all of them in action. But what I like about it is she at least has a gimmick, which is what I like. You got kind of the businesswoman attitude. You got the glasses pulled down. It's like that hot for teacher kind of thing, you know, like 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 those kind of porn star like vibe where the way she's wearing the way she, you, yeah even though she's wearing a pants and she's being professional, but the way she walks, the way she holds her glasses, and the way she puts them down, she like pulls them down and pulls them up and stuff, like adjusts them. She got that look on her face, like I'm gonna fuck you for a promotion. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, letters, letters. Oh boy. How's that? How's that letters? Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we supposed to imply in 2022 that women don't fuck men for promotions? Like that's. I'm sorry. That's that's a that's an art form that doesn't exist anymore. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and of course, we'd be bothered going. Is that the only reason they get promotions? No, it's not. 
Obviously, there are women who get promotions and jobs because they're successful and they're smart. They're also fugly, mm -hmm. but they're smart. Here's the reason why you think I watch these uh, court TV shows. Yeah, I'm just, just yeah, I'm just saying that's that. Don't act like that shit doesn't happen. But I'm saying she's got that look on her face, like like she's a teacher, and she's like, "You're gonna fuck her to get a great, get better grades or something." Mm. So then, of course, after that, we see Cameron Grimes. Walking to the commentary yep. desk for the next match of the evening, we got Solo Sequoia versus Trick Williams with Carmelo Hayes. This was right here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do do that. And was a real real close. Once, once again, another standalone match. It was back and forth. It was good. I thought it was great. And Trick Williams finally showed up. He can actually move in the ring. And then one, two, three, Sequoia wins. Vinny. Oh, it was great. Trick Williams put up a fight, but we knew Solo Sequoia was going to win so we can look good going into uh, spring break-in, which uh, Zach brought this to my attention, <laughs> and I'm going to talk about it a little bit right now. I was right. Why? <laughs> Why is the triple threat match? Like, I'm sorry. You have Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes. Solo Sequoia takes out Trick and Carmelo, looks at Cameron and says, I got next. And walks off. Um, how do we go from I got next to triple threat match? Ooh. That why why would you have Solo Sequoia say I got next if you're just gonna insert him into the fucking match? That nobody thought and and I know you're probably thinking like, well, maybe they didn't know he was gonna say that. WWE scripts all the promos. Very few wrestlers in WWE are allowed to ad lib. So no, they told him to say that, but they make it a triple threat match, which didn't need to fucking happen. You just have Cameron Grimes whoop Carmelo Hayes and then give Solo his rematch. We did not need a triple threat. We don't need any more triple threats. Stop fucking making triple threat matches. Especially for titles. Suck. They do nothing to make the show better. It's just extra added shit. Due to lazy writing. Yes. And Okay, then uh, moving on. Yes. So, after the match, Grimes and Hayes get in each other's faces. Hayes sidesteps as Sequoia tries to super kick. Sequoia accidentally kicks Cameron Grimes. That right there was typical was going to happen, and uh, Sequoia just looks down at both of them. I was like, hopefully Cameron Grimes wins. I'm with you. I don't want this as triple threat. It should be Cameron Grimes just against Sequoia, personally yeah. to me. Or Carmelo <clears throat> getting his rematch, whatever the fuck. Yeah, I know, but oh well. What can we do about it? Nothing except sit back, watch, and review. Pretty much, and hopefully it doesn't piss us off. Yeah. Moving so, on. Yeah, so we cut to the backstage area, and Idris Anofi gives Malik Blade a pep talk for their match against the Viking Raiders, which is coming up next. Uh, yeah. I was distracted during this time. Zach, how'd you feel about this? It was just a goofy promo. There was just a hype up, really, between them, and they were just getting ready to go against the Viking Raiders. That's basically it. It was just a hype up promo. Good promo, though. Good hype up promo. Like, you get... You, Got moving and like, all right, let's do this. And they said, we're going against the Viking Raiders. So I was like, oh boy, may God have mercy on your soul. But otherwise than that, they said, it was a good promo. All right. And on that note, move on to the next match of the evening. We even want to call it that. We call it that. Uh, we got Idris Anofi and Malik Blade versus the Viking Raiders. Uh, meh. <coughs> meh. Meh. Good fight. <clears throat> I, I think the Makita Blade, and I can't say the other guys, they put up a good fight against the Viking Raiders. They did for a while, but the, in the end, the Viking Raiders won, and at the end, the Viking Raiders shook hands. So I was like, okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay. And then you, and then at the end, the Kuyu Brothers showed up, and it was like a good little stare down. I was like, are they going to go at it? I was like, nah, they're not going to go at it. Yeah. I thought they were at first, but then it's like, okay, just hold, wait, wait, wait. Just wait till next week. Wait till next week. That kind of match was like, kind of like a, uh, like an expedition match to get them hype up. Yeah. 
I don't know. It was wham, bam, bam thank you, ma'am. Good fight. Good night. Well, what do I say? Uh, slap, slap, quick, cake, one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's basically what it was, but I thought this was actually really good. Jenny? Yes. So we cut We cut to the backstage area. We got uh, Tony D'Angelo who wants to have a meeting with Escobar next week at Spring Break-In. And you think in that meeting, you think it's going to be a brawl or they can actually, you know, what do you think Tyler's like to say, break bread? Well, that's usually the plan when, um, you see, when two families are fighting and shit gets out of hand. At a certain point, when you want the fighting to stop, meeting, we, there's basically a meeting. Now, this is, uh, you know, in the, when, uh, with rival families, when, when the dons, when the leaders meet up, it's peaceful. At least it's meant to be. Sometimes you bring, sometimes someone person brings one bodyguard, the other person brings another bodyguard, just to make sure nothing goes bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm, one guy mm. at attention, one guy stands at attention to one side, one guy stands at attention to the other side, things get too crazy, that's when the, that's when the guns come out. That rarely ever happens. Because there's one thing about the one thing about the families. They got honor. So they walk in, they have a little sit down, uh, they break uh-huh. bread, have some wine, talk it out. They either come to they either come to some sort of agreement or a compromise. Or you tell or you tell a little pasta fajula to fuck off. <laughs> and next thing you know, fighting continues. But the meeting is supposed to be peaceful. But everybody knows in professional wrestling, sit down talks. Or anything but fucking peaceful. Never really is. Never really is. But yeah, let's see what happens here. And hopefully Don Vinny is done. <laughs> Not even Did close. you like that right there? Yeah. Don Vinny. Look at Louis. Go down there and go buy a pile. Go buy, go buy a pile of pasta yeah. Parmesan cheese, you crazy fuck. Don Bucciaretti. Don Bucciaretti, my nuts. But anyways, moving on. Sorry, I don't lick Blarney Stones. But anyway, we move on here. <laughs> we move on here to the next match of the evening. Sorry, we got uh, Mandy Rose with Toxic Attraction versus Roxanne Perez. Uh, do you call this a match? No. <laughs> Uh, I was watching it. I was like, I was like, you guys are good enough to dump to here. So I'm, so I'm going to go ahead and let you take over. But let me say what I want to say. Basically, what I'm going to say is slap, slap, stick, six, one, two, three. Vinny? Hold All on, right. folks. There he is. All right. Basically, this match, this match was, this was old school in the sense that it reminded me of basic cat fights. There's slapping, there's kicking, there's biting. Yeah, yeah. There's even some hair pulling, like, which is believable, because that's how normal women, most normal women fight, unless you're actually trained how to fight. Like, this felt like two girls in high school having a cat fight. This wasn't that great. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. I mean, it was like, it could have been maybe better if it was like, you know, um, with uh, Eddie Hartwell, Porsche with Roxanne Perez going against Toxic Attraction, that would have been a better main event than this shit right here. Do you agree? Yes or no? Yeah. And yeah. I would have preferred it being Roxanne versus Gigi Dolan with Roxanne getting a win over Gigi Dolan. Because yeah, you, you knew once Mandy Rose got picked, she's winning. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. There's no way in hell she's going to come here and beat the woman's champion. <laughs> I would even even if they the right person won per se, but Roxanne Perez beat the women's champion only after her second match. Fuck no. I mean, it'd be believable if it was somebody that was actually going to get a valid push or looked credible enough to get a valid push like that. Roxanne, uh, no, she doesn't. But she's got the heart. Yes, she does got the heart. She, I mean, she does spot monkey stuff. But look the size of her. Yeah, she's itty bitty. She's allowed to do that stuff. Yeah, she, she's to okay. a certain degree. Yeah, 
So He's good. Yeah. So after the match, Wendy Chu tries to shoot Toxic Attraction with her Super Soakers, but they manage to run away. Jen hits a button, a tiny net falls on Toxic Attraction, and then Chu and Perez spray them with silly string. I don't know why they did this, but once again, I thought it was actually pretty funny. I don't know. What about you? It was just dumb. <laughs> it was dumb, but maybe chuckle, though. Yeah, I mean, it was meant to be comedic, but still, it looks kind of dumb. Yeah, I'd rather I, she I push a button and have maybe, like, orange soda land on top of them or something. That would have been funnier than just a fucking net. Like, well, oh, my God, I'm trapped in a net, and the net's not even that fucking big. No, it's not, but they played it well. I mean, you have to, but it look, it just looked dumb to me. But anyway, we cut to uh, the in-ring segment. This is the final moment of NXT with Joe Gacy. He says, in their effort to change the world, they have broken barriers. The ring is surrounded by hooded, hooded figures. Gacy says they have made greater strides, but the mission isn't quite accomplished. He doesn't think everyone buys into that way of life. It's time to step up and commit to the future, his vision. Do it willingly, because after spring break-in, there will be no choice. Gacy says he knows Braun Breaker isn't clear to compete after what he did to him last week. Rick Steiner interrupts and joins Gacy in the ring. Steiner says his son is clear to compete, and he will defend the title spring break-in. Gacy sixes druids on Steiner. Breaker hits the ring, takes out most of the druids. Breaker is distracted trying to save his father, and he walks right into a handspring lariat from Gacy. The druids pass Gacy the NXT Championship as the show goes off the air. This right here was good. Was, was very, very good. Very, very good. I mean, when Rick Steiner showed up, basically said, no, no, my son's ready. He's going to kick your ass. And Braun Breaker at that, that. He tried his best. I don't know why the druids were there, but then Joe Gacy did what he did. I like how they uh, passed the title. To, you see the druid, and he just held it up there right there. I was like, I was like, all right, Joe Casey, I wish you the best luck. You're not going to win, but wish the best of luck to you, sir. And I thought this was actually a very good ending to the show tonight. Vinny? Yes. I thought this was a very good ending to the show. Um, it was a perfect way to set up the main event. Uh, it looks like they're, they're definitely putting Joe Gacy, building him up strong. So I'm hoping Braun Breaker wins. Otherwise, he's going to look like an idiot in this whole lead up. Um, I like the fact they're choosing Rick Steiner for this, not just because he's Braun Breaker's son, but because he looks believable getting attacked by a bunch of druids because he's not as, he doesn't have as big of an upper body as Scott Steiner. Uh-oh. Scott Steiner wouldn't look believable being attacked and held by druids. Because Scott still looks like he can fuck people up. I thought for a second there Scott Steiner was going to pop up and save the day. Nah, he, not anytime soon. You know, not with Braun Breaker still there working through everything. Scott's going to be there if Braun needs a partner that's a Steiner. Because Scott can still work and he still has that look like he can fuck a motherfucker up. Rick Steiner doesn't have that look. All right, all right, all right, all right. But otherwise than that, I enjoyed this card. Vinny? I did too. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up uh, this episode of NXT. And uh, Zach, as always, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me here. And I look forward to uh, talking to you next time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me there, folks. All right. And uh, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Breaker. Breaker. Google Podcast. Google Podcast. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We got great up. Ep- we got archived episodes of the show as well as great content, including my uh recent karaoke video that I put out. So you guys might want to check that out. Uh ain't no doubt it's plain to see. Check that out. 
Uh, it was a hell of a great song. And of course, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out all the great YouTube content that we have. And of course, hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you'll know when the new content will be coming because new content will be dropping soon. Also, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next live watch party will be Saturday, July 30th for WWE SummerSlam. Uh, we're still trying to work out how it's going to go. Uh, it could be uh, either me and Buff doing it live from Tampa, or we might have the Boochcast team doing it by themselves. So uh, either way, we're going to get this sent out to you. It's going to be a hell of a great show. And, of course, we have our live D&D show coming later this year. And, of course, later this year, the Boochcast booking battle. Uh, myself and Elvis Alinsky uh, putting together rosters of stars through the MyGM mode of WWE 2K22. We put the roster together. We put the shows out. You guys check them out. And we find out who's the better booker man. Vinny Bucci or Elvis Delinsky? Go Elvis. Yes. And, of course, uh, you guys can support the Boochcast. Go to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at with prizes coming soon. First level you can donate at is for $0.99 per month. This is the level we have for people who uh, don't have a lot of money to spend but still want to put a little skin in the game. So uh, the $0.99 level is for you because obviously we know you guys have bills to pay and mouths to feed and we would never make you guys sacrifice a payment or break the bank or feel guilt-tripped into supporting the Boochcast. If all you can do is listen to the show and spread the link to everyone you know, then you are still helping us out and doing a great service. But if you want to put a little skin in the game, the 99 cents level is for you because it's only 99 cents. It's not going to hurt you guys. It's not going to bother you, but it'll help us out a great deal because every little bit helps the Boochcast continue to thrive. We have a second level you can donate at, which is for $4.99 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since it got sold to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. Stay at $9.99. Bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And all the money we raise goes back into the show. That's what we do with that money, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we spend it on. We use it to upgrade our equipment. We use it to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host, you believe they deserve to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over when it's all said and done, we use the rest of the money to feed this annoying guy ramen noodles and we try i try i swear to god i try <laughs> Whoa, i swear to god no, 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 i try no, okay oh, i try all the time to get him no, laid no, no, no. and until Come next on. no anybody left over there ladies and gentlemen boys and girls and dudettes we're gonna try and try to get mini bucci a better taste in tv and movies but go ahead fucker oh yeah because that's definitely what they want to spend their money on I think they would rather go for the miracle, which is try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been 
the Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.